Hey guys, today's episode is sponsored by Factor. Do you struggle to find the time and energy to consistently eat healthy? You're not alone, and there is a solution. Introducing Factor, the all-in-one meal delivery service that preps, cooks, and delivers fresh, fully prepared meals directly to your door weekly. With Factor, every meal is designed by dietitians and handcrafted by world-class chefs, keeping your taste buds happy and your waistline trim. What's more, the menu changes every single week, so you never lose interest in eating healthy. Right now, Factor is offering the SGP fam $50 off their first two weeks. Just go to factor75.com, pick your meals, and use code PODCAST50 at checkout to claim this limited time offer. That's Factor. Factor75.com, code PODCAST50. Hey, what's up, you guys? You are listening to the She's Going Places podcast. I'm your host, Taylor, and welcome to the first Wednesday of 2021. I know everyone is just letting out a sigh of relief. They are so happy it's a new year. I know I'm happy it's a new year. There's quite literally nothing like a fresh slate, a clean planner, and everyone can bust out those planners. I know we didn't use our 2020 planners, but now we have a new one. We're ready to go, ready to get organized, productive, all the things for the new year. Um, I hope your New Year's resolutions are going well. It's going to be like the first week of January this comes out. It's been a couple days. How are we doing? Have we already messed up? Are we killing it? I'm not sure. Let me know. Um, Giving you a status update on some of my New Year's resolutions. Um, I am normally the girl that will sit down and take an audit of her entire life and seriously come up with like 10 to 20 New Year's resolutions. (laughs) That's just who I am. I love setting goals. I love having like indicators of progress, knowing if I have achieved things. Enneagram threes, where are you at? This is our cup of tea. But this year I decided not to make any New Year's resolutions. And I know that sounds crazy. Honestly, it hurts me to even say because I genuinely love them. But I decided not to do it because I found myself so frustrated in this last year not achieving certain goals that I was just like, let's just go into 2020. And this is honestly an act of surrender and an act of obedience for myself in saying, pushing myself outside of my comfort zone and saying, I don't need goals to have a successful year. And I don't need to give myself benchmarks to watch my progress because I start idolizing these goals and making them like my primary focus. So this year, no goals, just going in ready to truly live in the year and not get super focused. So, but if, if you are the girl who made goals, literally that's like me every other year, I'm just kind of trying something different. 2020. I mean, we have nothing to lose at this point. Am I right? So that's how I'm looking at the year. But for all my ladies, who made some goals, I thought that this episode to kick off 2021 would be the perfect episode because you may be asking yourself, jumping into 2020, wow, my faith or my relationship with the Lord or my quiet time in 2020 was bad. (laughs) And like, raise your hand if you're there. That's definitely me. I did not 
stay consistent in my quiet time. All of a sudden it was March and then all of a sudden it was September and I was like, literally what happened? Did I touch my Bible? So this episode really is just for, this is me. Like, don't act like I'm ever singling out anyone because literally when I pick episodes and guests and things, I'm like, wow, I needed this. So you guys are going to learn a lot from this episode. I wanted to make an episode that very specifically encouraged y'all about diving into scripture from a fresh point of view because I remember as a believer maybe as in middle school or beginning of high school being like okay I need to start having quiet time but I didn't know what that looked like I didn't know where to start I didn't know if I was doing it right I didn't all of a sudden I would like read a passage and be like okay now what like nothing was clicking for me and I was seeing all of these people being like, oh, my quiet time was so wonderful this morning. Like I got so much out of it. And I'm like, how are you getting anything out of it? I'm literally so confused. So this episode is for 14 year old Taylor who wished she had something like this as like a step-by-step tutorial and kind of answering some of your questions, debunking what you think quiet time should look like or what culture has told you it should look like. Um, so I could think of no better person to bring on the She's Going Places podcast than Chasing Sacred. Michaela Bryant is a wife, mother, and devotional writer. She is seriously so wonderful and brought the podcast so much wisdom. She is the owner, founder, and ultimate girl boss of the Chasing Sacred app, which is where she teaches women how to study the Bible using inductive Bible study. So you can go download the Chasing Sacred app. You're definitely going to want to by the end of the episode. I'm just giving you a spoiler alert, but you can download the app anywhere where you get apps, the Android app store, the Apple app store, anywhere you want to get it and essentially what it is here I'll open the app and give you a quick little um like synopsis into what it is so you open the app it has a cute little icon and there are written devotionals for you and for example let's look at January 1st created for a purpose and there's a section of scripture she gives you wallpapers for the new year she gives you a reading for the day which is built out of and she explains to you about like what she believes about Bible study and like looking, I don't want to spoil the episode, but essentially everything that she tells you about the, throughout the podcast, she essentially explains like why we need to like look into the context of books and read the background and get a greater understanding. And this literally does it for you. And she goes into historical backgrounds of things and explains things to you and gives you a pray to pray. Seriously, this app is so wonderful. It has definitely become a part of my new routine. There's the Bible in the app that gives book overviews. There's inductive study guide e-course that you can sign up for. Literally, you just need to go download the app. So I'm so proud of her. I've literally loved watching her account grow. She is such an awesome woman of faith, and I could not imagine a better person to encourage us into 2021. So without further ado, Michaela Bryant. Okay, do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, um, I do. <laughs> My name is Michaela Van Dyke, and I started the ministry Chasing Sacred. It's probably been about three to four years. And the reason I started the ministry was that I saw a need for women to rise in the truth. And so I decided to start teaching how to study the Bible more accurately. And my goal was to arm these women with um, biblical truth in a social media age where you kind of don't know a lot of truth, biblical truth. Um, I have three little boys and one little girl that I just had, and <laughs> <So> <laughs> which cute. has been really fun, finally having a, a girl. 
Um, but I create resources and I have a little team also as well. And you can find me on Instagram or download my app, Chasing Sacred. Um, and I'm working on a book. So Wow, that was a perfect intro. You nailed that. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> it's just like she's just ready to go. Okay, so I brought Michaela on because she has so much wisdom to share with us as we're hopping into the new year. I know it's always for me jumping into the new year. I look at my quiet time and I'm like, I can do better this year. This year, I'm going to get those extra days in or I'm going to figure out new habits. It's just fresh starts for everybody. And if you're the same as me, you guys are ready to go in the new year and excited to start hopping in the word and reading your Bible and seriously learning how to dig through the truth that's in there. And so I'm super excited to have her on and to have her share all of this with us. And just on getting started and inspiring everyone to get started as it is the new year and wanting to develop new habits, it can be really overwhelming to all of a sudden go from maybe not even studying the scripture at all or getting off the bandwagon and feeling embarrassed that you have to get back in or getting out of a routine. What is your advice on getting started again or getting started at all? Yeah. So typically what I would say is to read, pick a book of the Bible and to read it um, from the beginning until the end to look at the background of the, the biblical book. A lot of times if you have a study Bible in the beginning, it will tell you some of the history behind the book, but to read it and read it front to back. Um, that way you can kind of get the context of the actual passage you're reading. But another thing I would say is definitely to like, there's so many great reading plans out there that you can download, or there's just so many great resources now, whether it's apps or something like that, that can help you kind of jump in if you're just needing to get your feet wet. So that's kind of what I would say. Absolutely. And what would your advice be as someone who maybe more so it like looks at like the Bible, like where they start, what's a good book for maybe them to hop into? Yep. So I always say, especially for new believers or someone that's just kind of starting um, in the word, I always say a gospel because the gospels are really readable. They're easily understandable and they tell us a lot about Jesus and who he was. Um, so I always say maybe start in Mark. Um, sometimes I say Luke. And so another thing that a lot of people recommend is to start in a book like Genesis, but that can be confusing if you're a new believer. So that's typically what I recommend. Yeah, I know. I feel like a lot of people when they're like, oh, and it's these, I, I'm curious, what do you think about these? When people are like, I'm going to read the Bible cover to cover. And then they start at the beginning of the year and they start in Gen in Genesis and they start super strong. And then all of a sudden they're near in like Genesis 48 or maybe, maybe they make it to Exodus and they're like, <laughs> I'm so unmotivated to do this. Like, what is your thought on this cover to cover year long plan? Is it attainable? Is it something that you've ever done? What do you think? It's so funny. I think it's really beneficial. I think it's overwhelming. And so I think it depends on what type of personality you are. I'm definitely not that type of personality that I'm loves to read from cover to cover. No. I do so much better to decide to do a book of the Bible. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, so I end up doing that most of the time. So, yeah, I'm not really that type of person. No, I hear about people who are like, I'm going to read the entire Bible this year cover to cover. And I'm like, in order? I was like, ah, I don't know. Like, just because you get the Old Testament is just can be so overwhelming to get through. And I know for some people, if they don't know where they get started, why not open up to page one? But right. I think as someone who's maybe a new believer opening up to Genesis 1-1 and just going, uh, how do you even get through that? Like, that has to be 
a heavy like weight to like carry on being like okay I got this right and we want these people like we want new believers to feel like they're not overwhelmed you know and so that's why Mm -hmm. I always recommend a gospel because I'm like I want you to read and keep reading so keep reading I love that Okay, so now that it's you're getting started and you're reading the Bible and we're all, okay, we're opening the, our Bibles every day. We're getting into the routine. But a big question that comes up for people is what Bible translation to use because there's so many out there. And speaking of getting overwhelmed, not only is it hard to find a place to start, it's hard to find which place, like which book to open. Mm. And so what would be your wisdom in that area? It's actually funny that you asked that because I think a lot of people want to know the answer to that. I get asked that question constantly and I think people get hung up on which translation am I supposed to use as if there is a certain translation. A correct now, one, right. Yes, but there isn't, you know, the English Bible, we are just so lucky to have so many different translations and so many accurate translations. And so I would never give you one translation to use. Instead, I would say because each one has its own kind of things that are really great about it to have a bunch of translations is the best way to go and that's actually what I do every day in my study is I have multiple translations and I compare them because you're going to have some that are more as you know as people say word for word and then some translations that are on the other end which are more thought for thought and so most of the bible translations try to stay in the middle kind of doing both well um you know word for word is going to be more um accurate as opposed um not accurate sorry more better better with the original language kind of mm-hmm. translating each word for word as it says thought for thought is going to be more paraphrasing the ideas so it might actually be more right. easily understood for you to read mm-hmm. a more of a pair phrase, right? Because it's getting the concepts and ideas. But most Bible translators, and actually my parents are Bible translators, try to stay in the middle. So... Oh my gosh. Okay, wait. Sorry, not to backtrack. Okay, so your Bible, your parents are Bible <laughs> translators. So this is like in the family. It is. So they actually translate the Bible into um, a little refugee group on the border of Thailand and Myanmar, it's called now. But they translate the Bible for them and... I've already done the New Testament and they're working on the Old Testament right now. That is so cool. Yeah, it's been oh my gosh. It's fun to grow up that way. But. Yeah, absolutely. Growing up and, uh, and just having such like people who are so well versed in the scripture, just like in your pocket, essentially. That is, I'm very jealous of that. That is amazing. <laughs> it is really um, amazing. Yeah, but thank you so much about the translation things. I know for me, I would always get so hung up on like, okay, well, at school, I have to have NIV, but everyone at church really likes using NLT because I guess I guess that one's cooler. But then this one is King James, and I don't understand that. And it's just this overall area of where do you think that we all maybe get too hung up on trying to pick a very specific book of the Bible as opposed to just maybe getting in the Bible? Do you think that's maybe an excuse for people? Yeah, I think people get hung up on being right. So like making Mm. sure that they have the right translation. And um, my mom actually, who is a Bible translator, always says it frustrates her because she wants everyone to know that that you shouldn't have any doubt when reading the Bible, right? You should know it's the inspired word of God. And so she wants people to know that any translation is good. It's all going to speak to you. The Holy Spirit can use it, you know, and, um, and, you know, knowing her and how how, you know, many decisions she has to make as along with my dad about the translation work, they are trying their hardest, you know, prayerfully doing it. And so most translators are really trying really hard to kind of make it, especially with English translations. We have really great translations. Right. 
Okay, so all of you should feel super confident in the Bibles that you're going to pick up. And almost any of them are good options, but you just can't have a narrowed focus into only thinking that your option is the best one. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay, so I know this might be just be a personal question for me, but I know for me, if I'm able to get up early and open... Oh, I have a question for you. Yeah. Do you do quiet time in the morning or do you do it at a different time in the day? I actually do it in the morning. You do yeah, it in the morning. Okay, everyone says morning is the best, but why do you think that? Why do you think that everyone is so hype on doing your Bible study in the morning? I think because it starts your day, and so mm-hmm. you feel like you have a new perspective, and you can start your day with you know fresh eyes, and also with an encouragement from the Lord, whereas opposed to, I think, the nighttime, for me personally, by that time, I've already thought all the negative thoughts and done all the the wrong things. (laughs) Done all the things. Just kidding. (laughs) So I'd rather start my day with it. But I think it's, you know, no, there's no right or wrong time of day, but. (laughs) Okay. Brief intermission. We just had a, we had a uh, fix a couple things, but we're back and we're back into the question of quiet time. I also agree that morning quiet time is the best, but for me, I'm just not a morning person. So thinking about my day and thinking about, oh my gosh, okay, I have to get up an extra few minutes early. I know for me, like I don't wake up well and like I just need like more time than it gets so overwhelming for me personally being like, oh my gosh, like how can I, I'm exhausted and I just woke up and I'm like, Lord, I'm going to be diligent and I'm opening my Bible at this time early in the hour. But then I feel like I'm not really there. I'm not really reading it. Maybe I'm not getting the most out of it because I'm just like not necessarily doing it out of duty, but I'm like tired enough that I'm kind of like glazing through my Bible Mm -hmm. and I'm doing it more so out of like, and I know that's like what I want to do and I want to get a lot out of it. But then I don't know, maybe... Like, what's your suggestion for someone who maybe feels discouraged that they're not getting a lot out of their Bible study? Do you think it has to do with the fact that maybe it's not the right time of day for them? You know what? I never thought about that. And I think that's great (laughs) advice for anyone that's listening because I'd rather them not, you know, I'd rather them get into the Bible. It doesn't matter what time of day. Like, if I miss my morning study, I do it during nap time. So that's like one o'clock, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think whatever time you feel like you're the most awake and most present and are able to get the most out of God's word, like, go for it, you know? Right. I, that's just that might just be me guys you guys might be like Taylor what are you talking about but I know I've definitely had to struggle with that but talking about quiet time how do you get the most out of your quiet time how do you transition from just merely reading God's word and going through it because I'm sure there's a lot of people who feel so discouraged like I'm reading the Bible every day but like it's not doing anything like how do where's the magic dust yeah so I think this is a great question because um, obviously I grew up reading the Bible and my parents were Bible translators. And so I always kind of had a devotional and always, um, I mean, sorry, I always had quiet time. Um, but what really helped me actually was something that I've offer now through Chasing Sacred and I offer on my app, which is to read the Bible within its context. And so once I started learning some of those questions that helped me observe the text more accurately, I feel like I got so much more out of my study and passages that were alive to me then became even richer to me now. And so I ended up kind of unpeeling a lot of layers that I didn't realize once I started asking questions about the history behind the text, you know, asking certain questions about who wrote the book, you know, who were they writing to? It just made all the text come alive for me. Because a lot of times I think we read the Bible and we're like, oh, this is you know, this is written to me, but it wasn't written to us. It was written to a people group, you know? And so when we think about who it was written to, it helps provide so much context for us. And I think we start to even pick up new things in the text when we learn how to study it more in depth. 
Absolutely. I honestly, that's never, I know a lot of people who love their study Bibles and they can go in and they can see all the different context pieces. I've always been the person where everyone's always telling me like, oh, you should journal while you're reading the Bible and you should be, do have like a hundred different books open and have your devotion open and have your Bible open and be journaling your thoughts and pray before and pray after and like write down scripture and dissect it. And I think once again, that can be so overwhelming for people to be like, okay, let me get my four books out. Here we go. Got my pens, got my colorful highlighters. Let's coordinate (laughs) this thing. And I think especially I know for me, like when I was younger, like really learning how to like dissect my Bible, I like felt like there once again, I think this episode's really just like diving into debunking like what people's quiet time should look like and people think that there's this ideal version of quiet time or like what you should be doing and you're seeing these like christian influencers per se just like people on instagram like doing like an overview shot of their quiet time and they have their coffee and they have their bible and they have everything laid out and it's like this picture perfect quiet time and i think for young women hopping in or men just hopping into their quiet time and if it doesn't look like this like instagrammable story moment yeah and you're not like getting the most out of your quiet time you can feel so discouraged you're like oh my gosh like Michaela like knows so much about the bible and she's so great and like I'm listening to her and she's so wise and like why don't I have that so what would be your encouragement to that person oh I love your question um I think that's a great point because I think what I like to often say is there's no right way to study the bible right and so I think if we have like one right way then we're not being honest with our audience we can one way could work for me and one way could work for you, right? And that's Mm -hmm. wherever, however God is choosing to speak to us and however God is um, choosing to use his word and our quiet time, no matter what time of day it is, no matter what, the important thing is that we're getting in the word because the spirit can use the word, you know, he uses the word to speak to us. So I think I would just say that don't get discouraged. Don't get hung up on there being one right way. Don't get hung up on the idea that you're missing out on something. Um, Find the right way that works for you and go with that. Mm Mm-hmm. So I love that question. Yes. Amazing. Um, But for the person who's sitting there, and I know I've had quiet times like this where I'm reading and it's just not clicking and maybe you're trying to plug it into context and you're seeing the context, but you're like, okay, this is for a people group thousands of years ago. How am I supposed to live this out in my daily life? Earlier in the interview, you were saying you love your morning quiet time because then you can live it out during the day and have a fresh perspective. But how do you tangibly like take pieces of scripture that weren't necessarily quote unquote written for you mm-hmm. and ha- see the fruit of it in 2020 today or 2021, I guess? Yeah, I love that. Um, so basically, I would say the, the what I teach is it's called inductive Bible study. Um, and so it's observation, interpretation, and application. And one of the reasons I love observation so much and the way that we study the Bible using this method is because it talks to you about spending a lot of time observing the text. And so what does this mean? It means that it teaches you certain tools to help you get more out of your study. And so sometimes what I'll do is I'll literally just go through and I will highlight the repeated words that are in a passage. And so this is an easy way to see what is this passage talking about? And if I start highlighting the repeated words, all of a sudden I'm picking up on something that I normally wouldn't pick up on if I was just reading the text. Another thing that we do in observation is we it might say, um, you know, highlight all the geographical locations. And all of a sudden I'm seeing the text in a different way, right? And so I love to do this because sometimes what I do is I read a passage and I'm like, 
I got nothing. I got nothing nothing out of that. (laughs) I got nothing for my day. I got nothing, right? So then I'm like, okay, don't try to automatically apply this to myself. Just observe what's there. And so what I'll do is I'll use some of these tools to kind of observe what's already there, whether it's like, I remember, um, you know, when it talks about like, you know, time, so chronology, you highlight kind of references to time. All of a sudden you're like, like one time I wrote this kind of um, devotional about how Jesus was super aware of his timeline right before he went to the cross, right? Well, I didn't realize until I decided to highlight all of the ways he talked about time, you know? So it's like looking at the passage in a completely different light just by highlighting his references to time. It's like, Mm -hmm. oh my word, he was so aware of his father's timeline for him. So I think like when we start to look at different passages and have so many different ways that we can observe what's in the text, we get so much of a richer understanding because we can see it from so many different perspectives. And then we can take that and say, all right, Spirit, like, you know, Holy Spirit, what are you speaking to me with this? And then we can go to interpretation, which is, okay, what does this actually mean? And then we go to application, which is, oh, you know what? I totally can apply this to myself, you know? Um, and so it's kind of like that. It's, it's all those different things. I, would I say. love that. I love when you said observe what's there, because especially for even pieces in the old Testament, I feel like all of those books can be, you just are like, I cannot see any relation to this at all. But if you really just look back at like the scripture that you're studying and you just observe what's there and you look at it in its historical context, like you were saying, just within the context of the book, instead of like, like you were saying when we were um, off the recording, like cherry picking mm-hmm. pieces and like throwing like a random scripture. It's like the classic use of like Philippians 4.13 where it's mm-hmm. like, yes, when you cherry pick it out of its context, it's this great sports verse, you know, right. but then when you read it in context, you're like, okay, maybe this isn't what I thought. Or, you know, I was right. the girl who my favorite scripture was Proverbs 3.15. And it's the scripture where it's like, she is more precious than rubies and nothing you desire can compare with her. But when you take it out of context, you're like, that is such a great verse. Like, he right. loves me. But she is actually talking about wisdom in context. And you're just like, oh, like I feel. <laughs> Wait, I feel, it wasn't about me? <laughs> and you're like, well, oh, I thought you were talking about me. I thought I was more precious than rubies. Sorry. <laughs> and you're able to like go back and actually see what they're talking about. So I think especially when you're diving into Old Testament in specific, this, that is amazing advice. So thank you so much for that. I love that. (laughs) Yes. Um, when you're going through scripture and maybe you're going through like the different methods of maybe highlighting different things or looking through the context, what are some questions you can ask yourself, um, while processing scripture in order to seriously like live it out in your day? Like what are some like reflective questions maybe that you like to use that they would love to have? Oh, I love that. Yeah. I think so. I, I do a journal basically that kind of teaches how to do this, but there's observation questions. So there are questions that ask, what do I see? So I have a bunch of those listed kind of in my journal. Um, and I have people look through the passage and answer those questions. So it just helps them to kind of write down exactly what they see in the text. And then I have a bunch of questions that go for interpretation. So it's, what does this mean? Right. And you ask yourself these questions. And so when you're looking at observation, a lot of times people, um, talk about the W questions and the H question. So you'll go, what, who, why, how, you know, you ask those kind of questions to say, like, you know, what is the author trying to say? What is the audience, you know, um, hearing or like any of these kind of W uh, H questions. Well, then what does this mean? You ask um, a lot of these questions that lead to you to interpret the passage. So a lot of times I'll do that. And then at the 
end, I ask the question, how does this apply to me? And I think it's silly when we don't ask that question. Like, you know what I mean? So I think we can get so obviously hyped up on the observation interpretation sometimes that then we don't even apply it to ourselves or we're scared of applying it to ourselves. Mm -hmm. And what I've seen is this jump from, hey, context matters, right? Which it does to people being scared to even apply text to them because it's like, oh, I'm so scared that I'm taking this out of context. And so it's frustrating to me because we need to strike that kind of pretty balance of we need to study within context, but scripture is meant to be applied to us and we are supposed to learn from it and we are supposed to get lessons from it and the Lord does want to change us through it. And Mm -hmm. so we don't want to kind of go one way or the other. I think we want to kind of be in the middle of like, okay, let me study what's in this passage. Who was it originally to? And then, okay, Lord, what do you want to teach me through this? Like, how does this apply to me? What are you talking to me about? You know, how can I change? Like, Lord, you know, what, what is it that you are speaking to me on? Absolutely. And I think when you're sitting there and you're wanting to process through scripture on your own and you, sometimes I feel like people forget this very simple step of like, pray about it. Yeah, Like you should be praying through scripture. And that was something that like I've had to, Amen. I mean, really learn through like my time in college is that was an aspect of my quiet time that I didn't have mm. where I was like, no, I'm going to like pray what's like written in this book over myself consistently. Yeah. And all of a sudden you just start to see like, there's two things that I notice of a gap of people who are like wanting to study scripture. Yeah. They're not opening their Bibles and mm. they're like, why isn't God speaking to me? And they're not mm. praying. And they're like, I can't hear from God. And I'm like, well, <laughs> there's a gap and we want to close the gap because you have these resources and you're sitting here as a frustrated Christian confused why Susie's quiet time is better than mine but it's like what kind of music are you listening to when are you defaulting to worship when are you asking the Lord Mm. for what like did you ask for wisdom did you ask Mm -hmm. for the hymn to reveal this to you and I think there's this small disconnects that people have when it comes to their quiet time and they can sit there and get so frustrated at their Bibles and they're like, I just don't feel anything. Mm. And it's like, well, your faith is just not, it's not supposed to be a feeling. Your faith is supposed to be your relationship with literally Jesus Christ himself. And it's not just based on if you're having a good or a bad day or if you had extra highlights in your quiet time. It's really just looking through and like praying through scripture and like praying Mm. um, over yourself and just you need to set your up yourself up for success. Mm, so and true. So there's so many missing steps. So true. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then quick question. Do you, this might just even be like your personal preference and then you can kind of hop into maybe your suggestion. When you're studying scripture, do you like to take it like really small pieces at a time or do you like to read bigger chunks and like dissect it once? Yeah, so I think like the speed reading of that we talked about earlier of like a lot of people wanting to start out the new year by reading through the Bible in a year. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes when we speed read, we miss what's in the passage. So I am more apt to take a verse and let it kind of saturate me. Mm-hmm. So I will read the verse, you know, I'll read the book of the Bible and then I'll read it again. So like if I'm studying Romans, pretend I'll read through Romans twice through. A lot of times, sometimes I'll read it out loud because you get kind of a different take on it when you read it out loud. Mm-hmm. And then I start from the beginning of Romans to the end of Romans, but I read small, small sections. And so a lot of times, sometimes I'll get through one verse, you know, and literally that verse will speak to me. And mm-hmm. so then I'll read through that verse over and over and I think when we're maybe like I've had friends ask me like, okay, you know, scripture's not speaking to me anymore. Uh, I feel like I'm just, you know, 
I'm just running through the motions and all these things. And I'm like, well, have you like just sat with it? Not, not going to scripture to get something out of it, but just sat with it and let it wash Mm -hmm. over you and let it lead you to worship and let it lead you to kind of just be in the presence of God. I think sometimes we're such a quick culture and we're just all over the place and hurried and like, um, you know, let's accomplish this. Let's read from the beginning to end that we forget that we can just literally sit with a verse, like a small, small section of scripture, one verse, and just let it do its work, you know, and let it lead us to just sit there with the Lord and just pray like you said and praise him for what he's giving us, you know, in that small section. So I think sometimes we can think of it as a transaction, right? Uh-huh. Scripture as a transaction. Right. Like I read and I get, I read and I get. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's when the Lord's kind of like in my own heart been like, Michaela, sit with me and just worship me for who mm-hmm. I am, not trying to transactionally get something out of the word. Right. And I think that what you just said is the perfect like capstone to what this episode it is, is people who are overwhelmed by mm. hopping in the Bible. Read one verse. Mm-hmm. Like literally just hop in and read one verse. Everyone has time to yes. sit and read one verse I mean gosh you want to look at my screen time and how much time I spend on my phone doing gosh knows what and then people and then let's say I would complain being like oh, I just don't have time for quiet time it's like yes you well your little notification on your phone begs to differ uh you have a lot of time and and so if you're ever overwhelmed or you don't really know where to get started and maybe mm. some of this other stuff went over you and you're still like ah just read one verse Mm, and I think it's just like if you even just need to start in small ways and just getting into a habit per se of like I'm gonna read one verse a day you're I think personally you can agree or disagree your life will look drastically different Mm, so true oh I totally agree yeah yes amen just like what do you think about like advice and creating consistency for people yeah so for consistency and bible reading you mean Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah. So I think for consistency, I think like what you just said, like, just like when you go to work out, right. So you're okay. You know, it's the new year and I'm going to work out and I'm Mm going to be like, so fit. I think people get so So overwhelmed. Yeah. Right. So overwhelmed (laughs) and they're like, I have to do an hour a day. And they don't Mm -hmm. think about the fact that like they could decide to do five pushups and that would be changing your life. So in the same Mm -hmm. way, I think scripture, like even if you just open up an app or something like that, I think you can literally get so much out of just doing a devotional reading if you have two minutes and you're a mom you know and you shut the door and you read through a devotional like that's better you know just like a five-minute workout is better than not doing anything yes and it's important like there's this maybe and I don't think it actually happens but I think we subconsciously obviously compare every aspect of our lives it's just what life looks like right now and so when we're comparing quiet times and maybe you're hearing your friends say I had the best 30 minute quiet time ever and you're like 30 minutes like I have never sat down for 30 minutes and had quiet time and I think there's this notion where like well if I can't have as good of a quiet time as that then I'm just not gonna have one at all yeah like I can't compete and it's like no it's just habit building and I know there were seasons for me where I like was like up front like this like great church girl and I was doing all the right things but I would get out of the habit of quiet time and eventually it just like rolled out so much like I didn't even know how to get started back into like adding it into my routine and as someone who used to like love her quiet time and that was like the best time of her day and I was like so filled by the Lord all of a sudden a year later being like wow I'm so empty and it's because I didn't give him two minutes every day Mm. and when you look at it you're like seriously two minutes I let two minutes every day derail 
like my entire spiritual progress. So Mm. I really want this episode to be an encouragement to you all as you're getting saturated with a lot of new year's content and like Mm. making yourself better and wanting to like, you're going to have the best fitness plan. You're going to have the best quiet time. You're going to have, you're going to, I don't know, be better academically focus on what's important. And I think first, before you're worried about having these perfect fitness goals or you're having these perfect academic goals, look at your spiritual life and Mm. see where you can improve there. Because like if your heart posture is not right, eventually none of these other things are going to matter. And I know for me, I used to prioritize so many other things going into new year season. And I feel like it's like so cliche of like wanting to better yourself in so many ways. But if you're hiding at your core, something that you're not maybe particularly spending your time with you seriously need to like let this be a little bit of like a kick in the butt like this is your wake-up call like this is your time you got this I mean I'm here to encourage you Mikel is here to encourage you she has an amazing app that can encourage you we have all the (laughs) tangible things that you need um to transition into this season and get back on track oh I love it so true so true (laughs) okay so to close with our last question and this is my way of letting you shamelessly plug yourself. Oh but boy. also if there's oh if boy. there's other ones, if there's other ones, you can do those in here too. What are some Bible tools and resources we can be using to make our Bible study better? Oh, awesome. So yeah, you mentioned I have an app. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, so basically I think, so she was letting me do this plug, but <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, we have a daily devotional app for Chasing Sacred. And the way that we study the Bible is doing a book of the Bible. So we provide our audience and our readers with a background document that w- walks you through what the book is about, the historical context, who wrote the book, all those questions and answers it for you. We email it to our email subscribers every month. And then we provide a reading guide for somebody, anybody who is reading our app and they can follow along with us and it gives you the verses to read and like all of these things so that if you are overwhelmed with Bible study, we give you a place to start. So you can open up our app and do that. We also have a journal um, and the journal is also a great way to study the Bible. So it asks you questions every day and prompts you to kind of think about the context. Then it prompts you to interpret the passage. And then at the end, it kind of gives you time to reflect and apply the passage to yourself. So that's also a journal we sell on the Chasing Sacred website. But personally, in my own walk, I think the internet is not great because it kind of, you never know if the resources are legitimate. You don't know who the commentators are. And a lot of times it can lead you down different paths that you're not sure whether it's you know the truth or not and there's so many different varying opinions so what I like to do is actually use I use logos bible software in my own personal study and so what I do is I pull up logos bible software and logos has a free book of the month um, every month and so I download that free book of the month I download different commentaries from there and there's so many good ones on logos and all of them are vetted and you know, all the information on there is just so good. You can look up, you know, a word study on Logos and all that. So a lot of times I'll use Logos when I study personally and it's free. You can download it onto your phone. You can download it onto your computer and it's not too hard to kind of use. You can use, um, a, a, um, YouTube video to teach you a little bit about how to use it. So I'll do that with, um, my own personal study, but yeah, so that's kind of what I would recommend. I love that. And then, so for your app, um is so you can download i have the app i have i just downloaded it and it's it's free and you downloaded it and you get these awesome daily 
they're five days a week, these daily devotionals, and they are so good. You guys need to go down. It's the cutest app, too. It has the cutest little logo. Aww. You guys are going to love it, and you can go through and read through those a day if you're just looking for something quick to maybe like a quick pick-me-up while you're getting ready or in your car and you want to read something. And then are the Bible study plans, is that like a paid subscription? How does that work? Yeah, so that's all free as well. So if you on the app. Oh, it's all free. It's all free, yeah. Oh, wow. Yes. Guys, what are you doing? You need to go download this app. <laughs> Literally, I just assumed it was paid because it's such great content. So it's all free. Yes. Yep. So you just have to kind of scroll around in the app and you can find everything. So that's amazing. (laughs) Yes. Oh, thank you. So I don't know what you guys are doing right now, but if you want to go download the Chasing Sacred app, you definitely should. (laughs) Michaela, thank you so much for coming on and sharing all of your wisdom with us. I know it is so appreciated and everyone is going to love this episode. You are the sweetest. This was so much fun and I really, really appreciate it. Do you want to? Okay. So they all know you, your username at Chasing Sacred. Yes. Everywhere. Yes. Instagram. Yep. So Instagram is at Chasing Sacred. Um, we just started at Chasing Sacred Co, which we're going to be studying or we're going to be selling our journals and Bible studies and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. And you'll get to hear from other community members on there. Um, and then the app is in the both the iPhone kind of store and also the Android. It's all free. So you can download mm-hmm. the app at Chasing Sacred. Um, and yeah, and then purchase our journals on the website. So yeah. yes. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. I'm so glad you came on the She's Going Places podcast. Me too.